Hey everyone, it's Anna from the Don't Mind Me podcast. Now, I realize that I haven't done a podcast in a little while, and I apologize for that. I really wish I had been able to. I've been wanting to say a few things for a long time. Uh, We've run into some scheduling issues, and then as well, I've personally been going through some things with my family um, that have definitely made it a little bit more difficult to get a podcast done. Now, that being said, today I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I wanted to read something for you guys and then talk a little bit about what I read for you. So, earlier, uh, probably in October, I was going to say this month, but now we're in November. So, in October, you know, I was praying a lot and 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 actively kind of preparing myself for the fall season because it has been a difficult season for me in the past couple of years. And the reason for that um, was due to a traumatic experience that I experienced a couple of years ago um, with my with my broken engagement. Very difficult time for me, and so the fall definitely carried with it some some memories and some things that I really didn't want to remember. And so I really was preparing myself for that and, and praying a lot, Lord. I, you know, I pray that this season is an enjoyable one and not difficult, etc. And so it's really special is that I started out this month, and, and really it's been a wonderful couple of months. But when I started out October, I was just so grateful because I barely um, remembered a lot of that same pain that I felt even a year before, um, and especially two years ago, uh, so much of my pain had subsided. And to me, that signaled a wonderful thing, that the Lord had healed me. The Lord was actively healing my heart enough that it wasn't something that I identified with or that I thought about, even when that season that time was approaching. So I'm just really grateful um, that God heals. Time heals, yes, but ultimately I attribute this healing to God first and foremost. Now that being said, I had written something in one of my notebooks and What's interesting about this is that I didn't date it, but I know that I wrote it sometime in 2021, or it could have been the beginning of 2022, but I wanted to read it to you because when I read this, it deeply encouraged me, um, especially at the beginning of October when I was getting a little bit, I don't know, nervous or or kind of had a... an expectation that maybe I would feel some grief and things like that kind of heading into that season. And it just really encouraged my heart. So let me go ahead and read this and then we'll talk about it for just a minute. Everything is okay until it's not okay, right? It's often in the silence that we come face to face with the pain, the heartache, the truth, the reality of who we really are. Life hurts. Life hurts. The pain we experience on this earth is real. It's raw. It's genuine. However, on the flip side, life is a gift. 
Life is a gift. A gift that is short-lived. It is nothing but a vapor. Your life, my life, our lives. They have a purpose. The more I experience pain in my life, the more I realize that how I deal with the pain, both personally and outwardly, is what matters. Here's what I mean. It's not okay for me to put on an outside performance saying, oh, yes, this person hurt me, but I love them. It's okay. And then go home and bash the same person. I want my external words and actions to live up with the internal words and actions of my heart. This isn't to say that if someone hurt you and you really hate them, that it's okay to feel that way as long as you externally and internally hate them. No, it's not okay to hate anyone. In fact, unforgiveness, which I would attribute to being the same as hatred, keeps you locked up in a prison and allows the other person to control you. However, forgiveness frees you and relinquishes that person or that emotion's control over you. I want my external actions in my heart to line up with God's word as much as possible. It's important to be honest. Do not deny the hurt that has been caused. Don't stuff it down and and pretend it never happened. In fact, talk about it. State facts. Be honest with yourself. This is not to deny that sometimes people are just plain mean. People can make their own assumptions. However, we should never speak in such a way that is seeking justice or revenge on the one who hurt us. That's God's job. Our job is to process the hurt, process the pain, in the presence of our Father and loved ones. To ask for God's truth to be revealed in the midst of strong feelings and irritation and the need for justice. Vengeance is the Lord's, not yours. But it's still so hard to let go of at times. Pain has a purpose. Joy has a purpose. Your life, it has a purpose. You were born for such a time as this. So, let him lead you, guide you, and one day, bring you home. I, every time I, every time I read that, I can't believe that I wrote that. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that I did because it so encourages my heart. Now, I, I want to touch on a few things. First off, I, I want to go back to talking a little bit about the season of life for me and for my family. So, like I said, October started off really great, just full of gratitude. Um, however, I did also find out that my aunt um, was not doing very well. So, my Aunt Mary Lynn um, has been you know, has had cancer on and off for the past 17 years. And we've had many times when we thought that potentially um, she could go home to be with Jesus over the years. But ultimately, every single time, Jesus has just healed her miraculously. And um, it's just her whole entire story is a miracle. So at the beginning of October, we found out she wasn't doing very well. And 
you know, the thing that amazed me the most is that when I found this out, I found out that she was still just as happy and joyful as she's ever been. And so that helped me to have this attitude of, of gratitude, even in the midst of feeling scared and uh, sad that she wasn't doing very well. I was so challenged by her and her joy to also feel joy in the midst of um you know, what was a a hard time. And so a few weeks later, my family and I, my parents and I, we went to the beach. And right before we left for the beach, we found out that my aunt was in hospice care. And that was a really difficult day for me and, and for my family. Um, I remember I couldn't even eat. I was so upset. And I ran straight up into my room and, and just wept. And then I went to Bible study, which was a huge blessing that night, and asked everybody to pray. But, you know, it was just, it was just hard for me to hear um, that she could potentially be, be leaving this earth soon because selfishly I, I wanted her to, to be here for forever. So the next day we left on our trip, and so it was Thursday, and then Friday we found out that my aunt passed away that morning, and I just wanted to say a, a couple of things about her, because I know that she struggled off and on for so many years, and but all of that being said, you know, Mary Lynn was one of the most amazing people that I've ever known. Marilyn was successful in her own right in the business world. Um, and, you know, that being said, she was also successful in terms of her spiritual life. Now, I don't know a lot in regards to when she became a Christian or anything like that. But all I know is that Mary Lynn not only talked the talk, she really walked the walk when it came to her love for Jesus. For the past 17 or so years since she's had cancer off and on. She has mentored other women who have also struggled um, with cancer diagnoses. She's also shared her story of being healed with so many doctors, nurses, really anybody that ask. <laughs> Mary Lynn deeply impacted me and, and my entire family. See, she was actually, she, she married into our family. So my mom's brother, Um, is the one who married Mary Lynn and to our family. And we just loved having her around. Mary Lynn was kind. She was generous. She was strong. (laughs) She was so much like Jesus. And we will miss her so very much. Never forget that one of my last conversations with her before she passed away was earlier this year. And I just felt led to to call her. And I remember thinking on this call, you know, this this could potentially be one of my last calls with her. And I also thought to myself, you know, what if this is my, my very last call with her? I remember I called her just to see how she was doing. The Lord had put her in my heart, and she just started to tell me how God had just impacted her life. 
even through hardship. She said, oh my goodness, he's just done it time and time again. He's just continued to heal me. You know, he has um, given me so many wonderful friends. He's given me the best family. She said, your family just took me in. So this is my entire extended family, not my immediate family, but my entire extended family. That we just took her in as as one of their own um, whenever she and Tom got married. She really was just a part of our family. So she just always felt so welcomed. And she said, Anna, you know, I don't know when it's time for me to go home. But I've come to the conclusion that if the, that the Lord calls me home soon, then I'm okay with that. If, he, if I stay here on earth for a long time, I'm okay with that too. But either way, I'm going to tell everybody that I can about Jesus now he's healed me. My life has been so deeply impacted by her. And so that's why I think it's been very difficult for me to even muster up the words or the courage to, to do a podcast recently. Just because my, I've been in a little bit in the time of, of grieving. With that being said, I, I kind of wanted to go back to my journal entry earlier in regards to pain. You know, one thing that I love about God is that he told us that in this world that we will have trouble, but take heart for I've overcome the world. He never told us that we were going to live in a world without trouble. In fact, he said that we would live in a world of trouble. That's in John sixteen thirty three. In James four fourteen, it talks about life is nothing but a vapor. See, James was talking to them at that point about how they were boasting about everything they were going to do about how they're going to make all this money, etc. And he said, none of that matters. Life is short. As long as you're doing everything that you do as unto the will of God, that's what matters. And when I think about Mary Lynn, that's the life that she lived as well. And kind of going on from there, I talk about I want my external words and actions to line up with the internal words and actions of my heart. And it reminds me of the verse in Psalms that says, May the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. My helper, O oh Lord, my helper and my redeemer. That's in Psalms nineteen fourteen. Remember when my mom shared that with me when I was going through a difficult time? It really deeply impacted me, and it completely changed how I talked about the situation I was going through. It was very important to me that I handled it in a way that I would want somebody else to handle it. If the shoe was on the other foot, I wanted to be honoring to every single person that was involved. I want to talk for a minute about processing their hurt and processing the pain. I've talked about this before, but one thing that was always really hard for me was sometimes I'd want to hide. I didn't want to share my heart with the Lord, but every time I would, <laughs> immediately in his presence, I would feel overwhelmed by his love. 
for me. It says in Hebrews. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. His throne is one of grace and he will give us mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. I've had many times in my life where I've been in need of mercy and grace. I'm so thankful that I can freely go to him to receive that. Next thing I want to talk about is kind of towards the end here. But the vengeance is the Lord's and not ours. Which I know is really hard to let go of at times. See, God is a just God. Justice is his. I've been reading through Ezekiel recently and I think about there's a verse that really stood out to me the other day and it talked about the Israelites being able to take the plunder. Let me see if I can find it. It says, They will seize the spoil of those who despoiled them and plunder those who plundered them, declares the Lord God. And that is equal 39, verse 10. Basically, it was saying that the Israelites didn't have the opportunity to get back um, the things that were taken from them, from the people who took it from them. And the Lord is doing this to bring glory back to his name. The Lord is a just God and will cause justice to come about in order for his name to be glorified among the earth. So we can trust him. In Romans twelve nineteen, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So you will repay one day. Now the last thing I want to say was that the pain has a purpose, joy has a purpose, and your life has a purpose. You were born for such a time as this makes me think of Esther in Esther 4 14 she was nervous to go but Mordecai told her what if you're born for such a time as this what if this is why everything that's happened up until this point has happened so I believe that you were born for such a time as this that you are part of this era this time period etc for such a time as this and just like Maryland did let him lead you let him guide you and let him bring you home Thanks, guys.